previously on Creek Chat. Maybe I'll call Toby up and be like, what up? Like, I fucked up. Maybe we should hook up. Yeah, I like saying bro, bro. You think I don't like saying bro, bro? Come on, bro. bro. I'm trying to learn, and you're trying to masturbate. Gonna go try to sit next to Charlie Michael Murray and see what's up. See if I can grab that Dawson inadvertently insults an influential critic right before she reviews his new film. But then he fucks her. Dawson maybe got himself a little new uh, lady interest. What are the odds that he does bang her? It's not going to happen. So I'm going to say Dawson's going to keep hooking up with a movie lady. Now I've made clear multiple times throughout the history of this show that I don't know anything. Welcome to 50 Randy Quaid's Presents Creek Chat. I'm your host, JT, Jordan Almond Sucker Money. And with me, the most humble guest in the universe. Hey, you know what that means. It's me. It's me. The idea, man. Chucky B. Where the B stands for beautiful. Not only am I humble, I'm pretty too. I thought you were going to go with brilliant to match with your ideas. Hey, I mean, I'm smart and I'm beautiful. Well, everyone tuning in to Creek Chat, where we're here to talk about Season 5, Episodes 19 through 21, Dawson's Creek. All of you are also beautiful and brilliant. And we love you. LOL. Lots of love there was a lot of love in this three-pack too maybe not all of it good love but some kind of love yeah it's probably because first they were giving it then they got it and then they get it so (laughs) good good Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i fucked it up there but no you got it you got it 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 doesn't matter because it started with give as long as you're giving love you're usually gonna get love and then you got it. And then it's... Exactly. Here's what might be good or not good, depending on your perspective. This is the final three-pack of season five. You know what? And I didn't realize that until after I was done watching the three-pack today. And I was writing up my final thoughts. and uh, Which I did a little bit differently today. And maybe it'll be a, a better final thoughts I don't, I don't know if that's possible because i'm so good we're always looking to improve here at creek chat and at 50 randy quades in general i suppose oh you know that's right for sure we do get the introduction and we'll get into more about her later of alex who is played by Sherilyn fenn who is most famously at least to me known as the character of audrey horn on twin peaks so an Audrey coming in and fucking up an Audrey. Oh, okay. That's cool. You know, in, in a way. I don't know, man. I'm drawing parallels that don't need to be drawn just so I can bring up Twin Peaks. And here's one thing I want to point out good for you on. 
And I even pointed out it was silly last week when you were like, and what the fuck is going on with this band? They either still don't have a lead singer after that last three-pack or Joey's now the lead singer. And you were like real worked up about it when you could have just waited like two episodes and all of your questions would have been answered and you wouldn't have needed to be mad about something that really wasn't that big of a deal anyway. Obviously, it's a big deal because they bring it up in this three-pack and address it hard. What I'm saying is you didn't be so mad about it because you should have just believed they were going to deal with it. You didn't even give them time to address it, and they did very quickly. No, it's because I had to wait for the next three-pack. That's how watching things goes, man. It used to be one a week. You didn't even get three. Yeah, but you know what? I got to still fucking speculate, right? If I don't speculate, what's the point of speculating? But you don't got to get mad about your speculations. I gotta get mad. All right, well... I gotta get heated. I gotta get fucking angry. I gotta be throwing shit across the room when I'm fucking watching the creek. That's fine. If that's where it's gotta happen at. Let's hear about your actual speculations, though, for this three-pack. These predictions are beautiful in that they're very off again. (laughs) I'll I'll bring up the ones, because this week I went ahead and I made a little highlight on the things that I'm like, I'm giving him credit for. And there's like half a page worth of text and like four things highlighted. Maybe three. But it's still fun, so here we go. All right, so they're a hundred light years away from home. And that means Joey is fucking C-M-M. She's all like, yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. But then she's like, (laughs) but then she's like, fuck, dude, we're like fucking worlds apart, dude. This ain't going to fucking work. This ain't going to last. And so throughout the three pack, she's going to get together with CMM. They're going to go out and they're going to fuck. And then they might fuck a couple of times and then it'll be over. That's going to be Joey's main storyline is CMM throughout this next three pack. And that's what that's well, I wasn't wrong. That's on what that. I highlighted. I'm like, so we took about like five sentences to get to him going. Well, overall, she's just going to be dealing with him. Okay. <laughs> All right. No. <laughs> so I it took a lot of fucking three and two counts to get a lot of foul balls. You, you maybe you you, you, may, you probably hit a single of that exchange. You're on base because you're right. Technically, <laughs> no. I'm the umpire here. Not a chance. So I feel like the Pacey and Audrey, this is going to be really good. He's got to get an apartment in this three-pack. In fact, I think it'll come at the very end of the three-pack in after hours because Danny's going to finally be like, dude, you've got to get a fucking apartment. You can't stay in this civilization anymore like living here. He's going to catch Pacey there after hours. Fucking Audrey. No. <laughs> None of that happens. Joey's Joey's also going to try the singing. She's going to become the lead singer of this band for at least as long as she's banging CMM, and then she'll stop. Maybe that's what happened with the other lead singer. So, no, once again. The new lead singer is like a middle-aged man. You look at all the other guys in CMM's band, and he's a late teens, early 20s looking guy. At least on the whole, he is really here. The dudes he's in this band with are all at least 32, 33 years old. Yeah, they're all old dudes. And they're up there playing like some brand of... Early 2000s. I mean, not old dudes, because, I mean, like, they're still younger than us. Oh, they're older dudes. Oh, we're old dudes. We're all old dudes. (laughs) No, we're like... So here's here's your home run. Not old. Here's your home run. I'll give you a home run in this. I'm going to say Dawson's going to keep hooking up with the movie lady. Bam. Now, you do follow it up with, I mean, she might not even be on camera, 
they might just use it as a storyline where they're all like, yeah, I gotta go for an episode, so I'm going to see my girl or whatever. Which, no, he just straight up goes there and fucks her. I don't really got much for Jack. After the frat, there's really not much else. It's kind of how he's feeling, too. I mean, he goes to the gay bar. No. He drinks. Yes. And he's trying to get his grades back up. Yes. There's a double. I'll give you a double. I'll give you a double for that. We haven't really established if he's in or out of the frat, which we have established now. He is very much. Very much out of the frat. But getting the help of gay goatee. First, we're going to get the actual breakdowns for these episodes. Episode 19, 100 light years from home. A spring break trip to Florida forces Pacey and Audrey to admit their true feelings for each other. And Joey must decide how to handle a very persistent Charlie. Very persistent Charlie. Yeah. Episode 20, Separate Ways, Worlds Apart. As a tour for Charlie's band leaves Joey facing a big decision, Pacey and Audrey find that the restaurant's new ownership will mean big changes for the both of them. Very big changes. And episode 21, After Hours. Pacey tries fighting off the temptations offered by Alex, and a study break leads Dawson into bed with a local film critic. Directly into bed. Yep, it was good times. That chick is super fine, too. I mean, like, gorgeous. She's not exactly... I'm not saying she's unattractive, but she's not my type. I hate being critical of the way someone looks because it's all a matter of taste. She's a beautiful woman. Yeah. She's a beautiful woman. And no, it, it is very much a matter of taste. All I'm saying taste, is this. But I'm, I'm going to say she's gorgeous. She's a beautiful woman. She doesn't yank my chain. Definitely. I'd let her yank my chain because obviously she's a beautiful <laughs> woman. But I'm saying if I'm getting hot over someone on screen i don't know this show not a whole lot of that for me here because katie holmes doesn't really do a whole lot for me and i don't think michelle williams really starts being super attractive to me until she gets older i don't know i'm really into this movie critic i'm definitely you love but you love bessie too and bessie doesn't do anything for me Mm. i definitely love me some okay so let's start out where we start out here in episode 19, 100 Light Years From Home, which, as I'd like to point out, is the 100th episode of Dawson's Creek. Huh. Did not know that. I just happened to see it when I was scrolling through looking at something on Wikipedia. I mean, I guess that makes sense, right? There are 100 episodes away from where they started, and home would be that pilot. And yeah, and, and in this episode, we find out in the beginning, Dawson's going to New York because he's got a meeting with this film agent, him and Oscar do. And Joey's going down to Florida for spring break with the whole rest of the Boston crew. Yeah. And by the whole rest of the Boston crew, we mean the whole rest. Like, everybody, including Charlie Michael Murray. And Grams and Clifton Smalls. Yeah. No, they're too busy practicing choir to be going down to Florida. I don't know. Maybe they're going down to Florida to practice choir. (laughs) That's a really good point, actually. I hear that you can sing better in the Florida sunshine. I'm sure you can, actually. As they're talking here, Dawson's like, listen, man, I'm really, I feel bad for the way I made you feel before. Like, trying to, you know, make up for all that shit that happened after Mitch died. Like, before he was just kind of like, nah, man, I had to do what I had to do. But now that he's a little more removed from it, like, it feels like they're inching Dawson and Joey closer and closer together as every episode goes on. I don't know if you feel the same. I most definitely feel the same. I made that as a big a big mention in my three-pack thoughts okay. is basically, like, this This is a huge, like, they're moving this forward into the, the Dawson kind of chasing back after 
uh, Joey, and and so much so that they have secondary side characters also acknowledge it. Yeah, the, him and the movie critic definitely have a straight, straight exactly. up, 100% open conversation about it, so that makes sense. But here he just drops the term soulmate casually when he's like, yeah, get me some shirt that's like my soulmate went to Miami and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. I'm like, oh, we're just throwing that word around all willy-nilly again, are we? We're just putting it out there into the universe, seeing if we can make something connect. Oh, yeah. Like, it's interesting to watch. They're definitely going to fuck. They're definitely going to get married. Definitely wedding bells are ringing. <laughs> so you're back on... Ring-a-ding, dangin'. So you're back on that we gotta have a wedding <laughs> listen i you keep saying that so adamantly i'm not arguing with you about that i'm convinced that you're convinced there needs to be a wedding what i want to know is i who, want a wedding so bad. what i want to know is who you're laying your marker down on as the couple that gets married it's an ever-changing thing okay all we know is who's gonna be there by evidence of who I've said is going to be there on past episodes. Who's going to be there? Whoever I said prior. I mean, go listen back to all the 30-some episodes of Creek Chat. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Write it down. Not you, but, like, you know, fans. You can go back. You can listen. You can be like, oh, shit, he said this guy was going to be there. This guy, this guy, this guy. And you can tell us if I'm right or wrong. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be 100% right. Prove me wrong. Well, they end up going their separate ways to New York and to Miami. Dawson's on his way to New York with Oscar. And he's not talking at all. Oscar says he's been quiet for an hour and a half, which is weird. I think it's a weird thing to do. Just be silent. And the radio wasn't even on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird. Well, I mean, Dawson's heavily in thought. And then that's when Oscar's all like, hey, bro. uh, So what's up with that chick, you know? And... Dust's like, man, it's a long story. And Oscar's like, where am I going, dude? Where am I going? He's like, you don't even have the radio on. Where am I going? <laughs> and so Dawson's like, all right, here we go. And then that's when we start uh, one of three Dawson and Joey recaps throughout the history of the show. And it's basically just Dawson telling Oscar everything. And at one point, Oscar cries. How did you feel about these flashbacks that pop up throughout the episode? All it did is reinforce my belief that there is going to be a wedding. <laughs> okay. I, I just look at these things and I point out is everything that I've thought negatively that is had come to these two, I also have to remember this is my first viewing, right? right? On my first viewing of the OC, I was I was super stressed out about Seth and Summer, and now every time I watch it, I like I can laugh with the hijinks because I'm like, oh, I know it ends fine. Like it ends the way I want, right? So I'm there all like, you go. I don't care what happens in the middle, if it ends the way I want it to end. But isn't it more about? the journey than the destination is the cliche goes like if it's great not in if the it's show great for me story, it has to end the way i want it to end but if it's great storytelling along, have, have an ending that makes sense to where even if it's not the way i would have wanted it like i can understand it but i'm also gonna like it more if it's the way i prefer it would end right like I think that's how most people are. That's why most people freaked out when they're like, oh, I wasted six years of my life watching fucking Game of Thrones. It's like, no, you didn't. You enjoyed watching it. You just didn't like the way it ended. For me, it ended perfectly. I love that. See, I guess maybe that's the difference between me and everyone else in the world, I guess. 
I don't really have a preferential. I don't think about how I want something to end. I just wait for the storyteller to end it for me. That way, my hopes aren't up or I down. I constantly wait. Well, I'm waiting. It's why we always talk about fantasy booking with pro wrestling. It's like that. It's I. When was the last time I talked fantasy booking deep with you about? I don't care anymore. I'm just gonna let. No, them do we it. don't really talk about it that deep because, like, both of us know it's not gonna go. I, we're we're just like, hey, this is what I would prefer they do in this particular storyline, and then we don't really talk about it much more than that. But I still like. I'm interested in not, it. Like, see, I'm not like anymore. How would it happen if all these other things? I don't happen? care anymore. Just the way I spent I so much time worrying about the what ifs or what could haves and all that shit, especially with pro wrestling. It that's what it is. It's a waste of fucking time and energy. I don't care. I'm gonna let the people tell the story that they're gonna tell me. If I like it, great. If I don't, okay. Obviously, I liked it enough to keep engaging with it and keep watching it. If I didn't, then I could walk away at any time. To keep the wrestling thing going, that's what happened with WWE. I just basically have walked away from it. I've got no problem doing that. Way off topic here. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that Dawson's Creek has had great storytelling to go with the Dawson and Joey storyline that you're currently rooting for. But would you be like super disappointed if they didn't get married? Or do you just need someone to get married? As long as there's a wedding, I will be mostly satisfied. I, in order for me to have a 100% satisfaction rating, it has to go exactly the way I will envision it up until the episode right before the finale. Because really, it's an ever-changing, evolving idea in my head of what's going to happen based on all the new information and the like how my mind plays with it and i go oh well this could happen or this could happen or this could happen or this could happen or i could just look it up and see what happens but i feel like that's just not as fun well again if you do it at this point then you're a fucking idiot because you've gone almost five six of the show i mean i always constantly have thought about oh i mean i could just look it up and see how it happens but i'm saying if you haven't yet and then i'm like i'm like yeah but why ruin it for yourself if, if you would have done it that for you this is brand if new. you would have done it so i'm like hey why why ruin something that's brand new it's like that's the joy and uh the goodness of being able to like stream shit now what do you mean i don't know it's just like i can watch something that's like old right and it's just easy i have easy access yeah, you could have always that. watched something that was old now it's just way easier well and that's what i'm saying the access is easier people are lazy they want to be able to do what is right in front of them. This is not a line of conversation I want to open up at all because we've just been way... That's what I'm always up for doing. I'm the idea man. I no, bring ideas no, to the table is... that are too big for the no, podcast. No, this is a fucking just awful line of conversation I don't want to have since we've been way off topic anyway. And I'd like to just go to Miami, okay? Can we just go to Miami and talk about what's happening there before you have any more of your big fucking ideas? motherfucker i'm just saying like i thought last episode we were on a break but apparently that was a holiday break i thought it was spring break i was wrong what was last episode i don't know maybe it was the christmas break I don't know. was there a break we assumed there was a break that was episodes ago we don't know we we've yeah, established I, before i get so we don't confused. know how time really passes between each episode here it's definitely not a week to week thing in their in their no. world I don't think about it as hard as you obviously think about it. I don't care. They're, they say they're at spring break. Motherfucker, they're at spring break. I'm constantly. Why does it matter it. if they just had a break two episodes and now they have another break now? I don't care. They say we're at spring break. Just we're think there. about it, man. I don't know. Why does it matter, though? Everything matters if you try to make it matter. That's the problem. You try to make everything matter. And most things don't matter. Ever. Well, I, I know everything doesn't Nothing matter. Nothing matters. That's a different. Nothing that's a, Welcome to It's a different conversation. 
for a different time. We'll bring Tate around for that one. So anyway, they're down in Miami. Joey's reading on a beach in a pair of jeans and a long sleeve t-shirt because she knows how to spring break correctly. Audrey calls up to her from the balcony of this beautiful looking place. Well, not to me, but to someone on the beach. And that's where they're all staying at. Audrey's family beach home. Yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. Her and Pacey, Audrey and Pacey end up like making out in his bed in there. And basically, it's obvious that Audrey wants to be like girlfriend and boyfriend officially, and it's kind of oblivious to Pacey almost. Well, she's like, yeah, she does that playful, like, oh, yeah, but I'm not your girlfriend. And he's like, yep, exactly. She doesn't like take that she's trying to be like, hey, you know, what's up, dude? Let's do this thing. And she's like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck's going on here? So then we see Jack going out to the market to get what he calls the essentials. Beer and jello. So that must have been what he lived off of in the frat house was beer and jello. I guess. Well, that's what he lives. Not a very healthy way to live. I mean, it's probably no. My way of eating eggs and bread is probably way healthier. Pro- eggs and bread way healthier than beer and jello. You know what? The only way he could make it healthier is if he smoked a couple cigarettes too. But he quit because Graham's had it out with him. Yeah, you know, she was like, she made him smoke that entire carton. In the basement. I haven't seen him smoke cigarettes since. Just tell right. that. Then, so he takes off to get that, but Jen's like, you need to get me something else essential. And that's some cold medicine because I'm feeling sick. And Joey's like, yeah, I need some yogurt too. The way that Jen just like is handled, I feel like she's handled very weirdly in this three pack. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I tell you this. She's sick in this and episode she's gone. or progressively gets sick and then yep. disappears. Just gone. Just gone. Gone for yeah. two episodes. My guess is. She's probably off in real life filming a movie or something, which is why she couldn't be on set. It's probably, there's probably a reason why they gave Joey Potter her own episode. Everyone else was off filming movies that week. Like, well, shit, we only got Katie Holmes. So let's bring in this mugger. Let's make this shit up. Um, That's my, that's my guess. It doesn't matter why. And then now they just usually, they casually use it as a, as a, a, a thing in like a line in an episode. Yep. There's a dangerous neighborhood. This is where Joey Potter was held up at gunpoint. Yeah, it's what... Maybe I should walk you home. Yeah, it becomes Pacey's excuse to walk his boss home so they can hug real close. Well, anyway, in this reality right here, right now in Miami, Joey gets a call on his cell phone from Charlie Michael Murray. Charlie Michael Murray. And he's on a payphone, and he's like, girl, I need your address. And she's all like, Psh, I ain't giving you shit. Charlie Michael Murray. Good try, though. She flirts with him a whole bunch, and then she hangs up on him. It's all very flirtatious between these two still. Like, you can tell she's kind of annoyed, but if she were really annoyed, she just wouldn't answer the phone. Yeah. She's loving the game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She knows that she can break his heart. So she's back chilling around the pool with Jen and Pacey and Audrey. They're all just chilling, and they're bored as hell, apparently. Yeah, and apparently then that's when the... They they mention that they have nothing to do, and then all of a sudden, in comes MTV star. Hold on. Before then, though, I found an interesting comment that was made there, because Pacey suggests strip poker, as he would, and they're all like, no, immediately. And he's like, what? It's not like I haven't seen you all naked before. When has he seen Jen naked? I guess when they when, I don't know, when they when they thing? were trying to have sex for those couple of episodes, like when they went out to Witch Island. Yeah, didn't they skinny dip at some No, point? that was her, Jen and Dawson. 
They just showed us a flashback of that a couple episodes ago. Either way, I'm sure they saw each other naked. Well, uh, he confirms it here, and there's no denial. I just don't remember when it would happen. But that's when the movie star shows up. Yeah, so the MTV former movie star, soon-to-be movie star, uh, whatever. The soon-to-be. He's also the ex-boyfriend of Audrey, the Chris. The guy that was like her Dawson, she ex- exclaims. Chris Harburg, I think they said his name was. Yeah, I, I thought it was Chris Harburg. Chris Hamburger. He goes on to uh, actually host a, a TV show about a uh, zombie show. Chris no, Harburg. no. Well, he shows up. He's like, yo, I got tickets for every single one of you to come to this M2M show on the beach. And to me, it's the Dawson's Creek version of seeing T.I. on the O.C. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's... I, Except for T.I. is like a big star, and I don't know who these M2M guys are. was probably big for one hit, maybe two. I remember them. Not well, but... I do not. I definitely remember them existing. I definitely remember T.I. Well, sure. This is not about T.I. This is about M2M, baby. I think they said they're from the Netherlands. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Free tickets. Yeah, they're definitely from the Netherlands. Free tickets. Chris is leading the way. So Audrey kind of sticks back to Pacey, and she's like, listen, bro, I have not slept with that dude. We are just friends. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and and then, like, Pacey runs into Chris later in the bathroom, and Chris is all, like, trying to figure it out exactly what's up. And he's all like, oh, she didn't mention that me and her dated for two years? Oh, I thought you guys were banging. Like, I guess I was wrong. Looks like I got the green light to stick my dick in her. And Pacey's just like, oh, fuck, I can't say anything. You, bro, bro, you jumped over the whole part where Charlie Michael Murray just kind of turns the corner and goes, oh, surprise, I'm here. Oh, yeah, well, I mean. We, oh, we, we skip over from him calling Joey looking for the address and we skip over how he gets there to be hanging out in the first place. How do you skip that? <laughs> I totally forgot about it. I just put in my notes that he's already there. Like, when in my notes, I put Jen and Jack are there. Oh, and They CMM. spent two separate scenes explaining how he even got there. Like, they spent a lot yeah. of time. I wasn't going to spend that much time on it, but you just acted like he appeared out of nowhere, and we don't need to talk about how he got there. Well, I mean, we could bring it up. It's not hard. He called. I'm going to bring it up. I'm just saying you were ready to walk right past that. Like, it didn't. <laughs> it wasn't relevant information to this episode. All right. Well, I'm just going to run down all of the... Florida spring break house the rest of what I have until the Dawson stuff comes up and then I'll stop and I'll jump the rest of the Dawson. Let's go. All right. So I have that, uh, like I said, you know, Charlie Michael Murray, he's trying real hard with Joey, right? Like he's, he's putting in work and maybe that's what I was referring to with like he, I guess like typed out like a script or whatever for some story he was trying to tell her when really he's just like oh no man i called up pacey and he just told me where y'all were typed up a script what are you talking about he told her that he went through the phone book and he found 10 different families named liddell called them all up and saw if they had a daughter named audrey he said he even typed up a script or whatever like that's or a story or whatever so we could fucking rehearse oh i didn't i didn't i didn't catch that at all here you're trying to skip over the whole conversation and you're remembering minute details like that what's going on with your brain (laughs) i don't know but then like i saw that jen from afar saw cmc hollering at joey and then she's progressively getting sicker and uh then i have pacey confronts audrey about chris 
and Pacey does the Pacey overreacting thing, saying stupid shit. Like, like he says, Dawson is the past, present, and the future. You know, cue the wedding bells, baby. And that Audrey had said that about Chris. Well, she said it to his face that he was yeah, her yeah, Dawson. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. I could see why that would bug him a little bit. And let's be real. Yeah, because he was just in that whole thing with Dawson and Joey. So I'm just saying, like, and let's let's be real. At twenty or at nineteen episodes into this season, Pacey hasn't had any like really major drama this season. He's been involved with some dramatic kind of shit, like with Danny and the cheating and all that. But like Pacey kind of walked through that unscathed. It isn't until this three pack that shit kind of comes to sit on Pacey's doorstep a little bit. Um, literally almost which is why i'm kind of like i'm liking you just cut through this episode because honestly i didn't really like this episode a whole lot and we can get more in depth what happens in the next ones which i think are more interesting but yeah he is pissed about the chris thing but it ends up in the end that they want to date each other they've just both been acting like idiots yeah yeah, yeah, it took it took like because he saw them kissing later when he he was bringing some roses by to Audrey to like apologize and probably like be my girlfriend. But he saw him kissing and he takes off. But Audrey, after the kiss, we see her face and she looks even more sad. So we all we know who's meant to be together here. So oh, at yeah. the end, they get together. So I also have Pacey calling out Joe about CMM and how he's the perfect guy for her for right now. Oh, yeah. And Joey's always like, she's got to overthink in her head and be like, oh, we have to be perfect for it to like work out for now. Well, that's when it cuts to another flashback, little montage of Dawson and Joey. And we get another little taste of Oliver and Dawson on the road. And that's where Dawson. Yeah, that's what the second one. Uh, that uh, Yes, I'm pretty sure that's the third. No, this is the third one. The second one happened up. Oh, so this is the one you skipped where, over all... where Oscar's encouraging... Do- yeah, because the second one's really well, pointless. It's just another right. like quick flash to them, and no. it shows a small little recap, and then goes back down to four. So yeah, this is the third one where we get Oliver going like, listen, bro, it sounds like everything's about Joey. Why don't you go to Florida? Yeah. And Dawson's like, and okay. I actually put in there, I was like, I bet he shows up to see Joe kissing CMM. And Oscar's like, great Caesar's ghost, let's go. He says something like that. What does he say early in the episode? He says something really fucking stupid to Dawson. He says a lot of things that are stupid. That's true, but there was like one particular thing. Maybe I didn't even write it down. I don't know, but he was... What he was saying like Elvis was definitely bothering me. And then I also had that Jack snaps off on Jen and... Oh, yeah, but he's... Or not snaps off on her, but... Well, she's just like, listen, because he, he thinks she's going to say, you've been drinking too much. And she's like, what I was going to say is, it seems like you're drinking to forget. Do you want to talk about it? And he... And he just kind of storms off. No. He's like, nah, I'm Kind good. of like what he did to Pacey the last time, like after the bar brawl. And he went in and Pacey was like, dude, like, what's going on? Jack was like, I'm just, I'm going to get the fuck out of here, man. And then Jen and Joe have a fucking back and forth where she's like, dude, I want to see you get her with CMM. And Joe's like, hey, bitch, you didn't stop blowing fucking Dawson when you thought about me, did you? So why don't you let me go blow CMM? Totally different situations. I'm not saying that Joey was necessarily wrong to feel that way, but I think she was way more of a dickhead than she needed to be. But I get it. 
Oh yeah, I agree. I get so it. I'm just saying, like that's how she came off. Oh off, no, right? for sure. All right, so um, then we got the whole Pacey Audrey Chris thing, um, and then that's when Dawson shows up, and Jack's like on the roof of this like terrace thing, like uh, something that's overlooking like the. Before pool. that, we see that CMM and Joey are hanging out down at the beach by a fire. He's trying to put a tent together, and she ends up agreeing to help him set it up. Oh, so the yeah, implication yeah, yeah. He says a mistake a mistake that I made with Jen doesn't define me as a person. Right. right. And then he's like, well, haven't you ever hurt anybody? And she thinks about it for a second. She's like, I'll help you put this tent together. So I think the implication is, uh Oh, is she going to be staying in this tent with Charlie Michael Murray? And that's mm, when, da- that's when it. Dawson shows up to find Jack, Jack, like jumping, like jumping, jumpingly. drunkenly, uh, like jump slash falls into the pool. Yeah. That's a good combination of those two things. Out. And uh, Dawson, it's a good thing that Dawson's there at that moment in time because Dawson dives in and saves him. And he pulls him out and they're talking and Jack's like, dude, do you ever wish you could just like rewind everything in your life and like just start again? Like what it would be like if you could just go back to right after graduation. Yeah, and he's all, he just pours his heart out to Dawson. He's like, just kind of crying and being like, dude, I'm like failing out. He's like, I have to sh- like get A's on every one of my finals in order to pass my classes. Barely. He's like, I have to, f-. he's like, I called Toby just to see what's up. Just see how he's doing. And he's all like, he seems so happy. He's got a new boyfriend. He's all like, it's like, dude, he's like, dude, I just fucked up. And like, I just want to start over. And, uh, it's really hard <laughs> and so that's kind of where we leave that is like him just kind of pouring his heart out and then we come to the next morning and pacey comes downstairs after he's made up with audrey the night before and dawson's there and he's like oh shit what's up dude what are you doing down here in florida he's like hey bro what's up and he's like why are you here wait let me guess joey huh basically yeah and dawson's like well i mean uh you got me and pacey's like hey how about how about you not pursue? He straight that? up says, "You have got to give that up. It is over." And Dawson straight up goes, "No, it's not." And Pacey's like, "Well, it might not be over, but maybe you don't want to go right now because she's kicking it with CMM, and I'm pretty sure they fucked in the living room tent." So we find out that they just spent the night, and it seemed like she was like just telling life stories to him all night long, and he sat and listened. Or whatever, maybe he told some of his own, but they're just up all night talking. Because we find out that they don't even kiss until this very scene. Yeah. Because he plays this little game, like, ooh, maybe I've been losing my touch, you know, because I didn't get a kiss all night. And she's like, oh, maybe you haven't lost your touch, baby. And then lays one on him. And I'm like, Joey Potter, you are just fucking with this guy. And it's beautiful to see almost. It's weird. It's, it's weird because it's Joey Potter doing it. It's definitely funny, is what I. And think. we close the episode out. I'm pretty sure on Dawson just wistfully staring out at the water. Yeah, I, I, uh, that's all I put for the ending of this was uh everything that you were talking about with the stories and shit, and then Dawson just on the beach, hand in his pockets, just been like, dude, I haven't slept. I didn't go to my meeting, and I didn't even try to talk to Joey because she was probably getting the dick. CMM and I saw it in that movie okay it's huge well let's let's move on to episode 20 separate ways worlds apart and let's talk about whether or not Joey was getting that dick worlds apart worlds apart why do you separate ways yeah Dawson's crazy so 
we get Audrey walking up to the dorm door, and there's a scrunchie on the handle, which it's a soccer scrunchie. The idea is some sex is being had behind that door. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looked like she was having kind of a rough morning. Oh, yeah, it did. But it put a big old smile on her face to see that scrunchie. She's like, oh, Joey's getting that CMM dick. Well, it turns out that she's not. They were just hanging out all night again. So she's still keeping him at bay, keeping him held back, like not giving it up. And they're just having this weird conversation where she shames him for playing with Barbies. And he says that Barbies are hot. Yeah. He's like, man, have you ever seen a naked Barbie? He's all like, beautiful. Beautiful. Now let's talk about the other half of the end of last episode who's staring at the water, Dawson. Let's talk about his journey that he takes with Oscar. Dawson and Oscar. Going to a meeting. Well, so they kind of referenced it last episode, but they make it explicit here. They had sent this shit out to 60 different agents around the country. And this is the only one that responded and wanted to take a meeting with them. So this is like, in Dawson's mind, like, this is their shot. This is their 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 chance. So Dawson's super worried about it. And Oscar's all like, no, nah, man, just like, don't even worry about it, bro. Like, he's like, dude, I've had plenty of meetings just don't worry about it. Like, I've got experience. I'll handle it. You just let me talk. It's all good. And Dawson's like, oh, you've had <laughs> meetings, huh? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, uh, they're all practice. I'm with my family. But it's the same. It's no problem. It's no problem. Same thing. He's also like, well, we should go in wearing matching suits, too. Uh, Oliver says that. He's like, yeah. Like, it's a power move. If we walk in, we look exactly the same. And Dawson is, again, like, no. No. I'm not interested in having matching suits, Oscar. So they get to the meeting and they're waiting for it. And Dawson, once again, is like, do you want to go over strategy? Let's, and, uh, no, man, we're just going to play it by ear. Oscar looks up and he's all like, dude, you see that secretary? She's totally looking at my cock. I could fuck her right now. Dawson's like. And Dawson's like, why don't you go talk to her? And he's like, nah, man, she's busy. Yeah, she's working. Maybe after the She's working. Maybe he shouldn't waste someone's time when they're working. Or do that at all. Very weird. So they get into the meeting. And the agent gets off another call, sits down. He's like, sorry for, you know, holding or whatever. And there's this poster for a movie on the wall called Thirst for Vengeance. And Oscar looks at this agent. He's like, you weren't responsible for that, were you? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah. actually, we packaged that. And Dawson's like, you motherfucker. Yeah. And, like, Oscar just kind of gets up and proceeds to ruin the meeting. He gets and up and just says, cut to the chase. Kicks them well, out. he gets up and basically he does. He goes, listen, I'm, we're young, we're talented, you represent people, cut to the chase. Let's get right to it. And Dawson's just sitting there going, what are you fucking doing? And the agent goes, yeah, we'll be in touch. Yeah. That's when Dawson and Oscar kind of have an argument in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. When Dawson's all like, yeah, you know... Maybe it's a a little bit of a bad idea us having this partnership, and then that like Oscar's like freaks out about it. And he's like, "Nah, fine, you know what? Fuck you. I, I guess you're right. You know, fuck this, fuck that. I'm gonna take the train back. Eat shit." It die. was Dawson. It was Dawson calling him naive that really like put him over the edge. She's like, "You're calling me naive. You're the one who drove down to Florida for this girl or whatever." And I'm like, "Oscar, you're the one who fucking talked him into doing it. You can't weaponize it against him if it was your fucking idea, yeah. you dickhead." Well, and then like, so Oscar takes off, and Dawson just kind of like doesn't leave. Oh no, he just sits down and hangs out for six hours. 
And when the agent leaves, he talks to him and he passionately explains why he should take a chance on them. And he agrees that him and Oscar should send him their next project. No. He says he'll put out feelers on the current project they just did. He's going to take a chance on Dawson. He says, I think, yeah. t- send me the next thing you're working on. I don't think this dude has any interest in dealing... Because in that room, too, when they end the meeting, Dawson did drop to the guy. Because he'd made a comment about, like, oh, that guy must be the writer, right? And Dawson's like, well, I'm a writer, too. Like, I'm not just a director. Like, you could represent the full package right here. So he was already trying to yeah. sell himself. Like, good instincts on Dawson's part. So, yeah, yeah, I don't think he sold any bit of Oliver to this agent. This is all Dawson. Well, he talks to Joey at the end of her storyline, which we're going to loop around to here in a second... At the end, when he's leaving the house to go grab some food, because Grams has just been too busy fucking Clifton to go grocery shopping, Joey comes up and is like, how was the meeting? He's like, girl, I think I got myself an agent, even though it was disastrous. Well, I mean, they had a handshake deal. Who did? Oh, Dawson and the agent? Dawson and the agent. Oh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean anything in the long run, but if that dude does actually think Dawson has talent and could go somewhere, then it'd be silly to not be looking for his next project. He obviously liked this one enough to want to do something with it. Yeah, I feel like I feel like there's going to be something there going forward. Oh, there's no doubt Dawson's going to keep moving forward in the movie world. He's getting all tangled up with a critic and everything, too. Like, he's deep up in it. But anyway, oh, yeah. those two end up going and having a nice little casual dinner together at the end of this. Because, well, Joey has herself a hell of a day. Because after her little morning with Charlie Michael Murray, she's leaving class later. And he comes up to her. He's like, listen, check it out, girl. My band has got a spot on a tour. And Joey's like, damn, that's pretty sweet. And CMM's like, yeah, baby, why don't you come along as my girlfriend? Yeah, I don't want you to come sing. We got a lead singer. We didn't have one a couple episodes. We got one now, and we've already got a spot on a tour backing for a cover band. I don't understand how this band gets that lucky. No. Like, they don't have a fucking singer. And they're getting tours and gigs. Yeah. Well, no, they, they've had a singer. They're just in between singers. That happens. What the that fuck? That happens. They might know the, the the old dudes in the band might know the people who book the shows at these venues. They said someone was a friend of a person in the band that booked them on the tour. So, like, it's all about personal connections. Yeah, I mean, that's true. They, they explain so. it, I guess, well enough. But it... Ultimately, I don't think too hard about it. No, either do I. It's just questionable. And since we're doing a review on it, right, or at least talking about it, I feel like it's something I want to bring up since it's something I thought about while watching it. Just the things you choose to want to bring up and the things you choose to completely gloss over are... I can't penetrate the logic of your mind. There's no logic in it. It's just what my mind sticks to. Well, basically, she's like, nah, dude, I love Worthington. Uh, And he's like, all right, listen. She basically says, I'm living my dream. You go live yours. She straight straight up says to Audrey later, like, this is my dream. Like, Yeah, and Audrey's like, oh, you got a dream. Right, but Joey's content. This is what she always wanted growing up. Joey's like, I mean, if you think about it, Joey's like, dude, I've come so fucking far to get here. What do you mean dream bigger? Like, I'm going to live my dream right now. Once this dream is over, then I'll dream. Yeah, I don't need to accelerate the dream any further than it is. This is what I've wanted, and I'm just kind of naturally taking what comes along, such as a CMM. I feel like Joey's done actually a really good job about just, like, living in the now. She achieved what she was looking 
that was her life's goal. Like, she may have had other, and I'm sure she does have other goals beyond getting into this kind of school. Well, yeah, she wants to fuck Dawson. One of her goals was to take Dawson's virginity. Didn't okay, have. I don't think that was a stated goal. Oh, she, like, stated it in an episode. We covered it. No, but I don't think it was one that, like, we knew about from season one. If she had a fucking life goals list... It was on it. She could have done it a long time I'm ago sure if she wanted fucking to. Fucking Dawson and getting uh, married to Dawson around those. If lists it was too. that important for her to be the one to take it, she could have done it a long, long time ago. Dude, she tried. Dawson is straight up. There were no. other times, like when they were dating, that she would have succeeded. I'm just saying. Extenuating man. circumstances just there saying. too, because Dawson wanted to fuck Eve, and him and Joey weren't exactly getting along at the time. I know what you're just saying, but it's more complicated than that. I'm going to quote Audrey on it, man. It's more complicated than that. Hey, as, as I'm going to quote you and say it doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter. You're right. It, <laughs> uh, it doesn't. But if you're going to get petty about my new bullshit, then I'm allowed to, too. That's how this works. We're both going to be petty little bitches, and it's going to be fun for the audience. So we find out that Audrey's going to skip out real quick, and we're going to find out about her later, but there's a new manager at Civilization, apparently. So we're kind of left sitting there thinking, like, Hmm, what the fuck is going on with that? Which we'll find out more about that later. So it's just Charlie Michael Murray and Joey sitting in her dorm room reading again, just chilling. And he's like, listen, girl, uh, you coming to the show tonight? Um, it's my final show in Boston before we go on tour. Are you coming? Are you coming? And she's like, yeah, I'm coming to the show. Don't worry about it, dude. You need to calm down. Because he's all fidgety and weird and shit. Yeah, and he's all like, you know... The band could go on tour. It doesn't mean I have to go. You know, we didn't have a lead singer. They don't need a fucking guitar player. He's like, we can start our own band together, girl. We can do our own thing right here. It's going to be a good idea. And then she's all like, oh, how do you tell? She's like, how do I tell CMM that I'm not into him like he's into me? Well, after, like, because he just kisses her a whole bunch and then runs out. He's like, we're going to figure it out. It's going to be fine. And when she's talking to Audrey later, Joey is, she's like, I tried to tell Charlie Michael Murray that he needed to leave on tour. And Audrey's like, yeah, but was there kissing involved in this exchange? And she's like, yeah. And Audrey's like, yeah. So what this boils down to is you just want to lick his rock hard abs and like suck on his pelvis and his penis. It's not about anything else. And Joey's like, God damn it. Maybe you're right. But also he said he makes me want him to be a person of substance. So that's weird, right? And I was just like, yes, that is weird. This is way worse than I thought it was. We need to take care of this right now. But let's talk about what happens with Audrey and Paisley up to this point. Before we get to Charlie Michael Murray's last show. Because we get to that meeting at Civilization with Paisley and Audrey. And we find out there is new management. And it's this... Alex Pearl smoke show. Oh, I love I love Sherilyn Fenn so much. She's... Oh, yeah. She's definitely super hot. Yes. She turns my crank, as it were. Well, she's like, listen, here's the deal. The old owners and the chef have moved on. And Pacey's already like, what the fuck is going on? Because he can't get a hold of Danny. He's in New York or some shit like that. And I'm going, yeah, because he just took a huge fucking payday to sell this place to this major corporation and he's gonna go open up a restaurant in new york damn why doesn't pacey just follow him to new york that's a good question and that's probably more about danny like why didn't danny go hey pacey but he's probably like if i leave pacey here he can be the head chef he, no because there's no way alex is gonna make him head chef 
at 19. But she kind of No, does. she gives him a little bit of responsibility, but makes the point of saying, until I can bring someone else in. But she also hints at the point that this could be permanent if he doesn't. No, she's well. hinting at the point that she wants to suck his dick. All the rest of it is just window dressing to get him there. And then you use and yeah. abuse, and you dump, and you fire, and you don't have to fucking give any kind of promotion to this kid you were never planning to give a promotion anyway. That's how this is going to play out. You can't tell that already by the end of this three-pack that she's a manipulative piece of shit? Oh, she's definitely manipulative. That's why I don't like it. That's what I came to the conclusion of is I do not like this storyline. We'll see how it plays out because I'm weird with it so far too because I don't remember how it plays out. This is one of those ones. And up to this point... This is one of the things that you don't like that I do where it's I take... Since this is broken up as one episode to me of three episodes right it's three pack and then we'll get resolution in the next two episodes i have to have a hard stance going into the next episode you don't have to you can you can say i have to say what you think is likely to happen in your mind how i have always operated that's fine but i guess my point is not that you don't have to is it my point is not that you don't have to have a hard stance i guess my point is you don't have to be so angry about it I don't get angry about anything anymore. I have to get some anger out somewhere. I guess. In the Maybe world. that's what's so jarring about it to me is you don't get angry about anything. So to sit here and listen to you yelling about Dawson's Creek just kind of throws me off a little bit. Not to say that I don't do my own yelling, but like you're getting worked up in a way that I don't ever see. Well, that's because I don't get angry about anything else. All right, anymore. well, let's get mad about... Instead of being angry about everything, now I'm just angry about like TV shows. Then let's movies. get mad about Dawson's Creek because... Because he's first on Alex's meeting list. And this is where she offers him the thing. And they have this moment of eye contact as he's like leaning over her desk. And it's like, oh, they're not even like trying to be subtle about where this is headed right off the bat. No, not even close. She's immediately like throughout this episode and the next episode just being like, oh, yeah, fuck that girlfriend and just slam me all the time. Like, I will blow you constantly. Uh, But that's not exactly how it plays out either, though. We'll see the game she's playing as we progress there. For now, Audrey gets fired by her. And Pacey's like, shit, don't worry about it, man. I guarantee you I can get you your job back by tomorrow afternoon. Just take the night off and enjoy yourself. And Audrey's like, motherfucker, all right, all right. So Pacey's trying to talk to her, to Alex in the kitchen later to try and get that job back, but it's too busy. So someone bumps into her, and it bumps her into him. So she's kind of like in his arms on accident, and they just linger for too long. Oh, that was not an accident. The bump into her from the other person was an accident. The linger, yeah, the linger was not an accident. The, shit out of the linger was not an accident. I guess yes, the whole cell was not an accident. But I'm saying, in Pacey's mind, I guess it was plausible that that could have happened because someone did bump into her. I guess if you're not paying attention, yeah, it's plausible. But depending on what reason you're not paying attention for, too, because it's pretty clear from the outset that Pacey is also physically interested in this, but he just got. Yeah, he I just mean, got himself a he just got he himself a girlfriend. Yeah, play it cooler than that though. He gives himself away, but she is a fucking master at her job, and he is a nineteen year old guy. He's got a issue with older women. Yes, he definitely does. She's like, all right, now's not the time to talk about this. Why don't you come by and see me later? And he's like, okay, I'll do that. Before later, then is later at CMM's show. So Pacey shows up to the bar, and they're talking about Alex. And Audrey's just pissed off about it. She's just like, yeah, man, this hot older woman got there. Basically, she's not that old. 
and and she's like she's like yeah she's older than us but younger than grams yeah that's yeah she's whatever younger than grams that's what i was trying to remember i thought that was hilarious so the band set ends because no one gives a shit and we didn't need to see any of it although we saw some of it and pacey's like what are we doing here again and that's when audrey's like like don't worry about it, don't worry about it. just go with whatever i'm about to do yep and she just kind of like charlie michael murray comes over and he's like hey what up there girl and joe's like hey baby and and audrey's like audrey's like hey don't baby him bitch you've been fucking pacey for the last three months and i want answers ho and joe's like what she does actually audrey calls joey a slut and i'm like oh shit uh joey's like hussy yep that's a perfect joey word and yeah like then they like push each other the shoulder pushes yeah, then they it's a weird one on shoulder pushes then it turns into the slap fight and then pacey gets in the middle and then pacey gets slapped a bunch and then cmm's like what the fuck are you guys pretending to fight about no, he's like, is this some kind of elaborate, private, inside joke between all of you guys? And Pacey's like, I can tell you, I'm not in on it if it, if, if it is, and I'd like for them to explain to you what's going on, because I don't either. And then Joe's like, hey, uh, okay, so I'm not into you, like, you're into me, and I'm living my dream, you should live yours and go on tour. Just because you're young doesn't mean you're going to have this chance again, which is in line with Dawson's thinking for staying at that fucking agent's place for six hours being like, no, this is my shot. Exactly. You got to follow your fucking dreams. This dude obviously wants to fucking play in his band. He's got the a plan lined at least about taking time off of school and going back next semester or whatever. Like He had it worked out and maybe if it's successful, which Jesus Christ, if he ends up going on tour with this band and then being able to make money off of it, I would be so mad. Like if we, if we get a follow up with Charlie, Charlie Michael Murray, like next season, episode 12, his band's on tour and they come through Boston and Joey goes and sees the band. And it, well, I'll give you so my mad. thoughts on that in a second. Okay. All right. So let's talk about the next morning. When Joe wakes up to Joe and Audrey wake up to uh, some pretty bad guitar playing. You're understating it. They don't wake up to. They are woken up by an acoustic guitar being played like two or three floors down, like a hundred yards away. It Not possible. Like they were actually at ground level. Okay. Still like probably 75 yards away. Yeah. And it was weird because it almost made it seem like he was way closer than that. Except for when she actually went outside to talk to him. And then you could tell that it was like, oh, no, yeah, this is nowhere near her window. No, it's not like it was right outside and it was an acoustic guitar. There's no way that woke them up. He wasn't hooked up into a speaker or anything. It's just whatever. I got hung up on that when I was watching. Bad it. singing, bad really... guitar playing, too. Joey points out that he's out of tune. And I'm like, you, of all people, have no right to be criticizing yeah. someone's singing voice, Joey. Fucking re- reel it back a little bit. But she goes out and talks to him. And he's like, listen, girl. I may never be as smart as you, but I will be a person of substance one day. Because he got really hung up on becoming a better person. That fucking syndrome that Joey Potter gives men <laughs> somehow, or they take from her. And he's like, I might come back and find you on that day. And she's like, baby boy, I hope that you do. Dude, I mean, it made it made Tom Cruise get on a, a couch. Like, jump on a couch or a table or something or a chair on Oprah's show. That... that- 
It was Katie Holmes, not not Joey Potter. Different people. So we leave Joey and CMM on a pretty good note. Like well, maybe Katie Holmes has the same thing that Joey Potter does. Let's not get hung up on hypotheticals of Katie Holmes. The poor woman has gone through enough. She's had a child with Tom Cruise. I mean, come on. So let's close this thing out because Pacey does go back to civilization later. Goes to Alex's office, tries to get Audrey her job back, and she now she's straight up circling in on her prey. She's like, "How old are you, Pacey?" He's like, oh, I'm 19. She's like, oh, you seem older. Isn't it a little soon to be settling down? It's a shame. There's like no adorable single men left in this town. And I'm like, girl, he is 19 years old. How old is she, do you think? 30s, late 30s, early 40s. Late late 30s, early 40s. I was going to say like 31, 32. Dude, I don't know. I'm bad at telling. I don't either. I'm just saying we're, we're off. We're on different pages. Either way, clearly older and more experienced in the game that she's playing right now than he is because he for all of his experience with Tamara jacob she wasn't playing a game with him no not like i i believe i believe she was in love with him no matter how misguided that may be that was reality yeah alex pearl is not in love with pacey winter she wants to use and abuse the fucking chef's right hand if you know what i'm saying yeah but he's basically like no i want to talk about audrey and she's like no i want to like kiss you and she goes in to kiss him, and he's like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. And she's like, oh, no, I think you do want to do that, baby. Like, let's keep this thing going. And he's like, I got to leave. And he just runs out of there. And did you know at that point that he definitely wanted it, too? Uh, was it obvious? No. Oh, it looked so obvious to me that he was going to crack under that pressure. I mean, I knew he was going to crack under the pressure, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he, like, that that's what he would rather have in the long term. What he would rather have in the long term is not the question. It's what he's doing in the moment that will affect the long term. Obviously. So, but he doesn't do anything here. We find out that he doesn't really do anything in the next one either. Well, he definitely does, but he doesn't get to do what he wants to. No, yeah, he wanted to fuck, because she's all like, nah, bitch, you ain't doing shit now. Well, we're going to move into episode 21, After Hours, here. We're going to start out with that. First, we start out with Jack and Pacey. And we're under the impression at the beginning, because Pacey's in this place we've never really seen before. Like, obviously, we've been there. We've seen Brecker's bedroom before. Yeah. We've never seen his kitchen and his living room. So we don't know what this place is. And Jack's there studying, and Pacey's like, I'm going to be working late, so you can stay here all day if you want to. And Jack's like, nah, I'm going to go back home to Graham's or whatever and study, because I, I got like 18 hours to learn calculus, or I'm going to fucking fail out of school. And so before he leaves, Pacey's like, so let me throw a little hypothetical at you about a boss propositioning an employee. But also, it's not a hypothetical. She actually, like, kissed me. And Jack is immediately like, dude, that is sexual harassment. Yeah. Pacey's like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. But that's that's not what concerns me. I'm worried about how mad Audrey's going to be about it. And that right there is another check mark, more than likely, in the box of Pacey didn't really have a problem with doing that. He's concerned about what the reaction, what he did was. Not, you know, like... He didn't really do anything there, though. So, I mean, there's no blaming him in that. He's feeling guilty for something he didn't do that he knows he wanted to do. I'm I talking think about he should... My thought was he should tell Audrey about it. Oh, I agree. But Jack says the opposite. He's like, nope, don't say anything. Nothing happened. Don't worry about it. So, like, tell me, though. Hold on. Like, how hot was this woman? Like, I- I'm interested. Jack's real interested. Pacey kind of confirms without saying anything right here at this point, though. He's like, yeah, they weren't exactly unwanted advances yeah. from her. 
And Jack's like, so really, though, how hot was she? And then he's all like, oh, why don't you see for yourself? And there you have it. Turn around. Alex is in the doorway. And she's like, I'm here to fuck. Well, Jack turns around to Pacey. He's like, oh, you're in trouble, buddy. And then he takes the fuck off to go study. And Alex is like, yeah, no, listen, I'm sorry about trying to jump your bones. Here's a bottle of champagne to apologize. Pacey, like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's all good. We're cool. And he's like, uh, oh, what about Audrey? And she's like, oh, yeah, maybe I could blow you and then we'll talk about it. Well, they bring up the place. She's like, you got a really nice place. Like, how much am I paying you? And that's where he's like, oh, no, this is Brecker's. Uh, I'm just squatting here until someone comes and picks up the lease. And she's like, well, maybe I should get the lease. You could live here rent free and, you know, we could work something out. You know what I'm talking about, Pacey? We could work it out. And he's like, uh, and she's like, oh, just calm down. I wasn't propositioning you again, even though she was definitely propositioning <laughs> yeah. him again. <laughs> but to Audrey's back, though, Pacey does talk to Audrey. She takes the job back. She comes in and she's right on Pacey's ass. She's like, I don't believe that she would just give me this job back. We're women. We know each other. This is a game. She's doing something to spite me right now. I need to know what's going on. I know what it is. She wants you, doesn't she, Pacey? Pacey, what the fuck are you talking about? Why doesn't Pacey at that moment in time be like, yeah, she does? Because Audrey first has to put her fingers up to his neck to take his pulse to see how he reacts, which is a weird thing to do. But then Alex walks right up. Alex walks right up and is like, listen, you two need to keep it in private if you're going to be getting weird and sexual with each other out here. And she walks away and Audrey's like, I'm going to fucking quit this job. This is bullshit. Like... She's reading, and it's true though, what she's reading from Alex oh, yeah. is exactly it's very what she's true. doing. But Pacey just he can't see it or he doesn't want to see it. One of those two options. Yeah. So Audrey goes and she sits down next to Joey. Now the running theme of Joey throughout this whole episode is she's cramming Frantically for Frantically studying. Just won't stop. 24 she's hours. She's like, oh, God, hours. I was blowing CMC for days and I just forgot to study. And so people just keep coming in and out of her day all day long, interrupting her study. Audrey's not the first, but she's going to be the first one we talk about. She sits down, she's like, boys suck. I think he's cheating on me. And right away, Joey's like, nah, man, he wouldn't cheat on you. Like, Pacey's not that kind of guy. Maybe he's just planning some sort of party for you. And Audrey's like, yeah, maybe it's a party. I'm going to believe that for a second. Well, she did believe it for a second because she goes like like a tangent with it. Well, yeah. So in the meantime, while she's still chilling at the library with Joey, Pacey's still at Civilization. He's been working late. And he's the last one there with Alex, apparently. And she's doing some paperwork. And this is when he brings up the mugger and is like, it's dangerous out there. Let me carry this shit to your place for you. So they're walking home, and they're flirting the whole time, and there is there's just long hug, and they almost, like, kiss. Yeah. And it's just, like, this very intimate moment. And I'm like, Pacey, you know what you're doing right here. You're flirting with something that you're not going to be able to resist once it comes knocking on your door. And that's why I put down, I was like, I don't like this, Pacey. This is not good. Do not ruin the good thing that you have with Audrey. Because Audrey is your future, wedding bells and like six or seven no, what like eight ten episodes of creek chat wedding bells just play your cards right pace Dual so wedding. 
Well, back at the library with Joey and Audrey, Audrey still won't shut the fuck up about the situation. And Joey's had it up to here. So she breaks and she slams her book shut and she's like, fuck you. Go find Pacey or shut the fuck up about this stuff. And Audrey's like, it's a good idea. I'm going to go find him. So she takes off to go to Pacey's slash Brecker's place, which is where Pacey is home showering. He thinks his night's done. He's walked Alex home. He didn't touch her breasts. They didn't get fresh with each other in any way. That was, it was definitely inappropriate. If Audrey were to see that, that would be an inappropriate thing, which makes it an inappropriate thing. Yeah. But he didn't do anything, as you say. But as he comes out freshly showered, his buzzer rings. And you're like, oh shit, man, Audrey made it over there. They're going to hang out. It's all good. But oh no, it's 2 a.m. and it's Alex coming knocking. Yeah, and she's like, hey, I just want to check out the apartment. And. Pacey's like, dude, it's two in the fucking morning. What are you doing here? She's like, yeah, you said you'd check it out anytime, right? And he's like, uh, it's not exactly what I meant. But then he immediately is like, but that's okay. Come on in and take a look. It's not a problem. Can I offer you some orange juice, some water, or like something like that as you walk around? And she's like, how about that champagne I planted here earlier? Uh... For just such a moment. Once you get that out. He's like, okay. I guess I can get out my champagne flutes. So we can do it right. Yeah. And just as they're like talking about something. I don't know. Maybe having kids or something. And Oh, they're talking about the heat between them. And uh, that's when Audrey shows up. And the door is ajar. So she sees and hears everything going on. She's like, maybe you should close your door. Pacey and save on your heat bill. Yes, that's the quote. That is the quote. So he chases her down and she basically says what I was saying before. Like, you could just not do this, dude. Like, she ends up saying, like, you could quit your job and that becomes an argument because he's like, I need this job. I can't just, like, quit a job or do whatever I want because I got a family who can pay for everything. And she's like, fuck you, Pacey, and walks away. But he definitely, whether or not he needed to quit that job, definitely didn't need to do anything that he did with Alex. No, yeah. But chose chose to do every last single fucking bit of it. He could have just lost. Which is weird. When he was done for the night. Yep. But he stopped. He had that conversation. He offered. Again, but it's wrapped up in that cloak of, and I guess it's a fair enough point of there's been a mugger. Yeah, but Pacey, that mugger's fucking dead, yeah. bro. I if it was me and I was Pacey, I would have just left, gone home, waited for fucking Audrey to show up and bang her. He goes back home. He slams his fucking door, and Alex is still there, and she's taking the liberty of pouring two flutes of champagne and inviting him to sit down on what is his slash Brecker's couch. And he's distraught. He's like, you know, she might never talk to me again. And Alex is like, I told you, nineteen was too young to settle down, babe. It's all good. Well, basically, she's like nuzzling him on the couch. And he's like, you're driving me crazy. And they start like making out. And it's like, oh, shit, they're going to go to town right here on this couch. But then she shuts it down. And she goes from a wild. She goes for the Gene Wilder perspective and says, knowing that we could do it is enough. The memory is enough. We don't need to actually do it. That would just spoil it. And he's like, is it is it really better? And fucking. Yep. I don't understand that. She's manipulating just trying to manipulate with him. To her, it's not just about the sex. It's also about the control 
knowing that she can do that and probably do it again and maybe again depending on the guy and still be able to string that dude along like that's to me with this particular character it's it's part of the deal is fucking stringing someone along and making them your pet basically i just don't like it well pacey's trying to call audrey but she's not picking up the phone so things are not looking good in that world so let's head to something that is good though and that's Jack. And let's remember he was studying earlier for that calculus thing. Yeah, and he's studying and studying, and Grams is bringing him tea. And then he's all like, Grams, I don't think tea is what I need. And she's like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to make you some coffee, and you're going to fucking study. Well, she brings up, she's like, why don't you talk to a classmate or something? He's like, girl, I have not been to class. I don't know anybody except for those frat bros who fucking hate me, and you know I don't have any of my own notes because I wasn't in class, so uh, I'm screwed. She's like, nah, buddy, we'll get you through it. Don't worry about it. We'll figure something out. And Jack's like, you're right. I'll figure something out. He goes to the frat house. And then Headboy Blossom's like, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. We don't got any access to anything like that. But Goatee's looking over from the corner, and he's spying like he's always doing on situations, and he's plotting something right then and there. He's like, I'm going to steal these notes. I'm going to fucking stick them in my backpack. I'm going to run the fuck out of here. I even wrote down before we got to there, I was like, it looks like Goatee's going to help Jack. Oh, for sure. Because when he gets back later, well, first he pops in. Right after Joey yelled at Audrey, he just immediately pops in and sits down next to Joey, and he's like, you don't happen to know anything about calculus, do you? And they don't show her reaction, but I guarantee you it was, get the fuck out of here, Jack. I don't have time for this. Yeah, because like, he shows up back home, and Graham's like, where have you been? And he's like, oh, I went to the library. And even the great fucking smart Joey Potter doesn't know anything about calculus. And Goatee's like, hey, what up, bro? You want some help, bro? I got, I got your back, bro. I brought some fucking notes, bro. We can look at it and study, bro. And Jack's like, bro, uh, why are you here, bro? And Gay Goatee's all like, you help me out, bro. I got to help you out, bro. That's what bros do, bro. He's like, yeah, I heard it was possible to leave a cult and survive. And I think I might want to find out firsthand from the person who did it how to do that. I want out, man. You well, I don't me, think man. he necessarily said he wanted out. He just said, like, if I get outed, I have to be out. Hey, man, I'm just saying what I was thinking in my head. I'm just pulling a Chucky B, okay? I wonder so if Goatee is now like the new Jack at the frat, or if he's still too afraid to tell his bros that he's really gay. I'm going to say this, because his reasoning when Jack asks, why are you willing to risk getting kicked out? And the dude says, because you helped me. They don't give us any context outside of what we already know. I'm going to say that means Jack helped him realize to himself that he's gay or at least bi or whatever right so he helps him realize internally he needed to accept who he was and be cool with it i doubt he's out to the frat right now that'd be my guess all right i would say he probably hasn't even like come out to anyone he just realized it himself i mean in the process but but yeah because he's the guy who got burned in the process of this guy figuring out how to cope with it so he better fucking know (laughs) like come on but anyway so that ends on kind of a good note like they kind of give you i don't know if it's closure on the frat because i don't remember if goatee comes back up again he might but if that is closure on the frat it's better than how it felt before or it felt I like think a big gay goatee mark. and jack will continue to be friends 
even with the frat in the middle, blossom and polar bear fucking things up. Yeah, dude, it'll be uh no, cause it seemed it seemed to me like polar bear would have wanted to help Jack, and but it was Headboy Blossom who was taking. Control. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Headboy Blossom definitely was like, we're not gonna help you, bro. Fuck you for sure. Like you're not a brother anymore. I think polar bear well, maybe he didn't seem. All right, let's put it this way. He didn't seem like he wanted to screw Jack. Yeah. Headboy Blossom seemed like he was out for, like, vengeance on Jack. Yeah, he's like, oh, hey, Jack, you want a drink? How about you take a drink? I think you should use a drink. And Jack's like, dude, I'm not drinking anymore, man, because I got an alcoholic problem. So now that we've kind of wrapped up there, let's go back to the beginning of the episode as we head to the end of our own. And let's talk about Dawson and Joey chilling in the library. This is where we find out where Joey's starting her day out. Dawson is watching a movie with headphones on, like munching on popcorn, and like apparently it's super easy for him to study or do things for film school. Yeah, he's he's studying for his finals, quote unquote. By he's like he's like, dude, I got like five movies to watch today. But Joey's fucking annoyed as hell because he's being so loud. And well, I mean, he's watching. He's, like, he's laughing. He's reacting. Well, but he, they're in like a library setting though like you can't be that way especially when your friend your soulmate is asking you to tone it down because she really needs to study like just keep it chill man well, that's why he leaves yeah he realizes he can't do that so he's like i'm gonna go catch i'm gonna go catch a movie in the theater because it's what i gotta watch and who comes back into the mix but movie critic amy yep and then dawson spends all day with her well she, he breaks up a date that she's on there and she invites him back to her place he didn't to watch really some break other up movie I know, but I'm saying she used him as an excuse yeah, to break up the date. she ditched out on it because she's like, fuck this guy. So they go back to her place to watch a movie. She does say, if we want to make more Seinfeld references, that she keeps Junior Mints in her freezer. Oh, I thought of it immediately. I figured she did. I just wanted to make a note of it. Well, I just changed one of my uh, fantasy football team names to Chuck Banner and the Junior Mints. Perfect. So they're back at her place talking movies, and he's flexing his knowledge muscles, and she gets really impressed, and then they fuck. Oh, yeah. I feel like she wasn't just impressed, but she was aroused by it. Oh, very much so. And his reaction when we come back from what was a cut for commercial break is, wow, that happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, because, like, it ends with them just kind of, like, making out on the couch, and you're like, oh, looks like they're going to fuck. And then it comes back from that, like you're saying, commercial break, uh, like, little blackout to oh yeah they definitely just fucked and they're just laying there and there are movies scattered everywhere she had just a vhs gigantic abound and they're just everywhere and they've been pushed around so apparently they had such a vigorous love making session that there are movies fucking just... in a pile of dvd or a blue or vhs is sorry all the way back you got to go back to the vhs yeah um so much so that some old buried dirt ball movie she made back in the day that she says sucks and other people think sucks got unearthed and dawson sees it and was like let's watch it and she gets nope she's like nah nah dude like we are not watching that it's awful i am not putting it in i do not want you to see how bad of a fucking filmmaker i am so they're chilling again later in bed like just hanging out and he's like what makes women want to just like sleep with a dude like that She's like, the same shit that makes a dude want to do it. What kind of stupid fucking question is that, dummy? And she's like, but here's the one little thing. With women, it's about the shoes. Like, we judge a man on his shoes. Dustin's like, okay, I'll file that one away in my head. Oh, yeah. For immediately, like, ten minutes later when he asked Joey at the end of this episode, hey, do you like my shoes, girl? (laughs) 
So yeah, well, he ends up leaving the critic's house and like, it's not a good term. Like she gives him a movie to watch and he's like, oh, I'll bring it back to you. And she's like, it's a gift. And he's like, well, you know, I'd still like to keep in touch or whatever. And she's like, yeah, you don't really yeah, need to like, waste your precious like, time with me like, right yeah, now. You don't need to waste your time with me. And he's like, uh, I had a great time fucking you. I would like to do that again. I'll keep in touch. And she's like, all right. I mean, I got to turn down your fucking rock hard cock. Wow. Yep. That's I think what she did say. To him. Dude, I mean, it was pretty obvious that she was like, right. all right, there's probably nothing here. But if you just want to casually fuck, I'm down. Oh, yeah. Well, no, she's right, though, because, again, she's probably 10 years his elder, at least. And she's like, I got my own shit going on right now. You got your own shit going on been right now. fucking hella down. Let's just Found chill. Sure. But he ends up going back to the library where Joey's kind of, like, nodding off maybe a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was definitely asleep then. Oh, no, she was asleep, and then she wakes up. Then Dawson sits down, and he's, like, nodding off, and she wakes him up. But that's when he asks about the shoes. Well, that's because he's been fucking Amy all night. Oh, yeah. That was a good night. Good night for him. So that's him Chasing Amy all over the bedroom. Ow. So go ahead and hit me with uh, your three-pack thoughts, baby. Overall, this was a fantastic three-pack. Pacey and Audrey go on a roller coaster ride with officially dating in episode 19 to virtually broken up going into the next three pack, right? Jack sees that drinking has become a real actual problem for him after like falling into a pool and uh, gay goatee shows up to help him study for the finals. And then Dawson, while banging Amy, is still chasing Joey, at least somewhat. Looks like Oscar and Dawson will be teaming up for another project. And we barely get any Jen in this three-pack, with her being sick in episode 19, and then not even in episodes 20 and 21. Um, I don't like the Pacey and Audrey drama, and I do like the Dawson chasing Joey towards the altar drama. Uh, I like addressing or Jack addressing his issues and bringing him back into the fold. And I don't like the abrupt departure of Jen after one episode. I, I would hesitate to use the word departure. She definitely was missing in action here. She'll be back. Like I would be hard pressed. I assume she'll be back being in the, in the next, next episode. I assume she'll be back in the next episode, considering it's one episode and then the series or the season finale as we head into the last season, season six. I feel like season five has flown by. It did go by quicker than it other seasons felt like. All the did. other seasons, I feel like, were almost this one like snail's pace as compared to this. This was it was good. Well, the pro- here's the difference between this and a lot of the other seasons is that the characters themselves, thus as viewers, we're kind of doing the same, are having fun. There's only so much heavy drama that happens at a time. Now, granted, we do get the death of Mitch, which is like the heaviest of dramas, really, that the show kind of brings. But it doesn't feel the same as all the teenaged angsty drama that came before it yes. and became so tiresome after four seasons of it. Yes. This actually shows the characters progressing and changing and doing new things and becoming more interesting. And on that note, let's talk about these next two episodes. Let me give you the titles to them and you tell me what you think happens. All right. Are you ready? Episode 22, The Abbey. 
in episode 23, Swan Song. Oh, the Abbey, huh? It can't be about Abby Morgan. Right? It's not. It's not. The Abbey, I assume that's some sort of like bar or something. That's a good guess. And Swan Song. It's like the last act. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other things that I know of. Swan Song, right? Because, like, last act. All right, so the Abbey and Swan Song. Hmm. So here's just what I think is going to happen to round out the season. That's easier than me just trying to go something based on these titles, right? Well, they might give you, uh, they don't really, a nudge in a certain direction. Those are pretty vague titles. I I like your idea of jumping off of the Abbey as a bar, but I don't know if that's right. All right, so here's what I got. The Audrey and Pacey thing is going to be resolved whatever it is going into season six we're gonna get some resolution i feel like after this next two pack um i don't think it's gonna be you know what no fuck it it's gonna be good pacey's gonna realize that this bitch is fucking playing with him alex and he's gonna end up quitting civilization because he just doesn't want to deal with it and he can get another job somewhere else. Like he can use the skills that Danny taught him somewhere else, right? He's going to have to rise sure. to the ranks at that place, but it's not like he can't do it. He's done it before. And right. I think why not do that with your main squeeze Audrey by your side? But yeah, why not do that, you know, with the girl that you want to be with probably more long term don't let this fucking wench fucking control your mind she's just trying to plant the seeds of doubt of oh you're 19 why get settled down blah 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 like dude audrey's perfect for you don't fucking like like beardo said man like maybe it's so easy because it's the right fucking relationship you know what i'm saying which is which is funny because Amy, the critic, said something to Dawson that echoed something that Longhair said, which was that maybe since him and Jen didn't argue ever, there was really no passion there between them. So funny that both of those guys said things that were maybe kind of accurate in the long run. Yeah, and she also says something like, without actually saying Joey, because she doesn't know who Joey is, she's all like, why the fuck aren't you with Joey? Like, if you've met the person that you're supposed to be with, why aren't you with them? And Dawson's all like, oh, it's just bad timing. And she's like, yeah, I think that's kind of bullshit. Like, Well, she's like, or he's like, yeah, she's moved on. She's with another guy. And she's like, yeah, well, you're with another girl right like, now. Have didn't you, moved you on? just fuck me all night? Like, yeah, he's like, yeah, but that means talking nothing. About her. He's like, yeah, but maybe it means nothing to her that she's just blowing CMM right now. So, yeah, that's that's, yeah. So I guess do you think something goes forward with Dawson and Joey as we move to the end of the season? Uh, most definitely. I don't necessarily think anything's going to really happen this season. I think it's going to be more of like a cliffhanger type deal to go into next season. So we've got something to build towards the wedding. And I think, Jen, I really think it's just kind of status quo for her going forward right now. 
She's got nothing really going on. There's nothing really good has happened over this season except for, like, little things have happened. Like, she had a good relationship with Dawson, although short-lived. Um, she doesn't really allow herself to get too happy. Uh, she got a radio show that almost got taken away from her because of her happiness. So as much as she says that there was no passion or anything like that, I don't necessarily believe that because she was super fucking happy for a period of time that she had never shown to have in the entire series. Yeah, but you ever been you ever been in a relationship before and it's all real good for the first couple of months and you got that kind of happiness glow that's like on a different kind of level and here she is kind of having it for the first time like that kind of fades over time anyway in any long-term relationship so i don't think you can put too much stock into how giddy it made her for a short while i mean it shows something i'm not saying that there wasn't any love or happiness there but i'm just saying i don't think that that means that she was head over heels i want to marry you in love with him happy i mean no maybe not but never know she fucking she even said she missed that spark of just meeting someone new and getting on it's kind of like pacey's feeling with he doesn't want to date someone who has a dawson even though he ends up wanting to do that anyway but then he ends up wanting to fuck his boss so like people's all over the place at the end here yeah 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 anyway so what happens with jack jack i think is gonna end up passing all of his classes miraculously because that's just the good fortune of the kids on the creek do him and jen have a reconciliation like a true one yeah Uh do you really care not really Uh, i mean i i feel like they're destined to be great friends forever so what's a little fucking fight here and there Anything else you want to throw out on the prediction front? Uh, No, I mean, I feel like there's a reason why the show... I don't know if it was canceled in season six or if it was just classically coming to an end. But I feel like it, it especially shows this season that there's less drama. So I feel like they probably, with, with less drama, there's going to be less people probably tuning in. For me, I actually like this season the most so far because of the less drama i like the idea of the drama and enough of it initially to where the last couple seasons i could just be like no i just want to watch these people live their life like just give me the stories like you can throw some extra crazy bullshit in there but i don't need a ton of fucking drama at this point they've already lived it like now just let me let so give much me, of it give me the fucking storybook ending now that we all want to see all right well you can hear about what's happened in the past all the bullshit drama that they've all lived through you can hear about all that on these past episodes on spotify apple podcasts and of course and most importantly at 50 randyquades.com uh and until next time chucky b we, we be, be creaking, creaking.